You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get out your pen and paper because we are going to go to school and go in-depth on this Chicago Bears defensive scheme with the help of somebody who knows it very, very well. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for more Bears talk. And make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen each and every day. We're here for you five days a week. This one, a podcast exclusive. There's not going to be a YouTube video component for this because we're going to go in-depth on some Bears film here, and we can't share the video of the Bears film on YouTube because it's copyrighted material, et cetera, et cetera. And there's some real in-depth stuff here that uh, I think you're really going to enjoy because on the show today, we'll be joined by Coach Vass. The defensive coordinator extraordinaire, well-known among the football Twitter spheres, Chris Vassar. He is a longtime defensive coordinator, but he really focuses on studying scheme. And he has really spent a lot of time getting to know this Vic Fangio defense. He knows Sean Desai personally. And so he's going to help us break down some film from the Raiders game where he knows the play calls and knows the adjustments and the schemes. And I guarantee you, you can learn a lot about this defense with Coach Vass on today's podcast. We're going to break down some coverages you might not have heard about or, or might not know, like cover seven, cover nine. Those are not in your Madden playbooks, but it's part of the Bears playbook, and we're going to go very in-depth and go scheme-heavy football nerd today. It's not going to be like a traditional conversation like we would normally have on the podcast, but really what we're doing is taking segments of a longer conversation I had with Coach Vass on his YouTube channel. Its YouTube channel is called Coach Vass Football. It's V-A-S-S, Coach Vass Football. We did a three-and-a-half-hour film breakdown of the Bears defense against the Raiders and I say we but he did most of the film breaking down me alongside Robert Schmitz from the Windy City Gridiron we're there to provide some sort of color commentary and, and break down the team as far as the personnel a little bit more but he's the one really full-on expert on this Bears scheme so I highly encourage you go check out Coach Vast Football on YouTube the video is called the Bears defense versus the Raiders with Lauren Cox and Robert Schmitz easy enough to find that way but it, it'll be a visual component that goes with a lot of what we break down and you're only going to hear, really, I think it's a total of like 12 minutes of our of our conversation on the podcast today. We went for three and a half hours on Sean Desai's defense, and he breaks it down. He draws up the film. He's got the All-22 film. He's drawing it up. He knows the calls, and he's showing you where the coverage is, the checks are, and all those different things that really, I think, break this down at a different level that you cannot get anywhere else because Coach Vass knows this top to bottom. He is a defensive coordinator through and through. He knows the checks, the schemes, even the terminology. He, he Like I said, he, he knows Sean Desai. He's not in the film room with Sean Desai every week breaking down the plays and getting the exact play calls, but he knows the Vic Fangio scheme. He studied it under Brandon Staley. He knows the whole sort of tree of this coaching staff. And so it was so much fun to be on the video with him, and I'm so excited to be able to share some of what we talked about with you on the podcast today. But I want to start with just sort of an overview 
from Coach Vass, sort of the you know thirty thousand foot view. He's not a guy that knows the personnel through and through. I mean, he knows he knows the big name guys, but he doesn't study the Bears. He studies the actual schemes. But he's able to share a little bit about where he sort of sees this defense right now, based on what he broke down in the Raiders game and, and having gone through a lot of the Vic Fangio tape from twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, and now comparing that to what he's seeing in two thousand twenty one. Well, you got a good defensive coordinator. I mean, it's early days, but I think that Sean, he's thoughtful. Um, he's got some fun tools to play with. Um, the Staley system is corner friendly. It's one of those deals that like you can cover some deficiencies with some of the calls. But if you have a good one, like when Staley had Ramsey, you can do some things differently that, that can take advantage of that. Or like Vic has uh, Sertan. But you've got you've got to run this stuff. You need a good line, which I know off ball line. It's not cool to say you need good off ball linebackers anymore, and they're a dime a dozen, blah, blah, whatever the analytics say. And that's when I roll my eyes with analytics. Like that, like I, listen, I'm not anti analytics. I'm not one of these Stone Age guys. But also, if you've never constructed a defense, please don't talk to me about what you need in an off ball linebacker because there's so much that happens before a play that they're directing traffic. And there's so much instinct that goes into it. And if you have a good one that can cover up, like that play that Roe made is insane. That could have been a touchdown. And he forced a fumble. Now, I know he's down and everything, but the fact that he was able to get back out there and get a violent enough tackle, I know he, and I know he's not going against Lamar Jackson, but still, I don't care if it was against me. Getting out to that edge as fast as he did, I was like, whoa, that is impressive. Now, again, full disclosure, I like Roe Quad Smith. I watched him in college. I'm very good friends with this college coach. Talked to him yesterday, you know. So like, I I I'm biased versus players. Like, I like Roquan. I like his coaches. I got to watch him in college. It was fun to watch him go from, you know, being a rookie in his first year and going, "What's going on?" To all of a sudden now he's kicking ass. I love it. Love Eddie Jackson. You guys got some of the the heart. Now you'd be good if you could get another. If you could get a real good corner somewhere, either through free agency next year or the draft. You've got the front. I mean, you've got those interior guys. I know you're not going to overpay for a D-tackle, and I know that DN's pass rushers are king, but when you have really good inside guys, you're able to do shit that you can't do if you don't have them. It's about covering deficiencies, and it'll never show up in the stat sheet. Maybe I should have warned you on the front end. There's a little bit more, slightly more colorful language from Coach Vass. No F-bombs, if I remember correctly, but I think we, we hit a few other letters of the alphabet in terms of curse words, so I guess... Some listener discretion is advised there, but just kind of an, an overview to get a little taste to begin here. And I want to really start to dive a little bit deeper in here into some of those ways that it makes cornerbacks jobs a little bit easier. And some of the ways guys like Eddie Jackson and Roquan Smith are put in positions to be so critical in this defense and really help this defense thrive on the back end from a coverage standpoint. We'll get into cover seven and cover nine, explain some of these more complex coverage concepts and kind of walk through an example of some of the things that Fangio and now decide by discipline do differently than a lot of the rest of the NFL that kind of makes them more innovative next on Locked On Bears. Hey, Bears fans, you got to check out this incredible new app for everyone who buys gasoline. It's called Get Upside, and listeners can make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. It's super easy, and some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account every time you fill up. 
And then you can cash out anytime directly to your bank account or if you feel more comfortable going through PayPal or taking an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands, you can choose. You just download the free GetUpside app and enter our promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your full first tank. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get upside in the app store or google play and enter our promo code touchdown all right this is where things are going to get a little bit more complicated a little bit more complex and a little bit deep in the x's and o's so this is the kind of stuff where you might have to pause it and rewind it and listen to it again to make sure that you know you, if you miss a certain part here or there, if you're not paying close attention, sometimes you can fall a little bit behind as you go through the play here. But we're going to start with cover nine, which, again, not one of the coverages that you would see going through your playbook on Madden. It's because different teams will have different terms that they call different things. So not every team's cover nine is the exact same cover nine. It's not like the same standard of like, you know, cover two is a certain way. Cover one is always a certain way. Some teams will call things cover seven, cover five, cover nine, different numbers that aren't traditional in in the sort of Madden video game era of the way you may have grown up knowing things about coverages here and there. But the cover nine, and, and Coach Vass will explain this, but it's it's a cover three for the Fangio defense, but it's a little bit different in in how they operate. And so I guess one of the things I want to I want to try and make clear before you we go to Coach Vass here is is what he talks about in terms of player responsibilities. He'll he'll talk a lot about number one, number two, and number three. That's from outside to inside the receivers on one side of the ball. So if you have three receivers on the quarterback's right, the outside receiver will be the one, the inner slot will be the number two, and then the innermost guy will be the number three. So it's one, two, three. So when he talks about, you know, Eddie Jackson being responsible for the two or the three, that's just which receiver at which receiver spot from outside to inside, one, two, three, and then there's going to be, you know, on the backside, a one and a two. That's where you'll hear him kind of go from one to two there. But it's going to be a cover three coverage where you go with a single deep safety and then one of the other safeties is going to come down and play underneath coverage. But what makes it so different for the Bears is one of the adjustments and one of the reads they build into it that other teams simply don't do in order to try and eliminate one of the major weaknesses of the coverage. So here's Coach Vass breaking it down at a much deeper level than I can. One of the ways... But the Fangio guys, and I think it's one of the most brilliant things that I've seen in the NFL that's done exclusively in the NFL, is, and this is kind of a huge thing that when I was told, I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Okay. So they call this, they call weak side rotation three cover nine, right? Now, most cover nines, and I don't want to get into the whole thing about cover three, but usually the safety comes down. He is what you call your four to first crosser, meaning he's going to take the back if he goes weak. If he blocks, they're going to pass back the crosser to him, right? The safety's showing high, and that's the whole thing about Fangio is, right, is all, oh, yeah, we show too high, we show too high, we show too high. Well, that's why they did this, is they get into compressed sets because they want to make him declare the look because the beat, they do have to come down here and show their hand a little bit when they play because if they really come down off the route from too high, he will be able to block him. So I know why they're doing it. If we get in here tight, he's going to have to cheat down, which clears up the picture for the quarterback. Okay, whatever. But it didn't work, and they didn't take advantage of it. So I'm not. I'm only going to give them so much credit. Anyway, so normally in cover, let's use our imaginations because the Raiders are assholes and got all these stupid formations. So this is the back. This is the backer. This is the safety coming down. Okay. 
your traditional high school weak side rotation cover three, which you're if you're in a nickel defense, most people are going to play three because you're already rotated weak because you got a guy already over here. Okay. And I, it's a whole nother theory for another day, whatever. Okay. Normally what happens again, I'm going to take the, I'm the flat player. I'm going to take the crosser. If there is, if he blocks, I'm going to take the guy coming across. I'm going to be gap fitter. Now here's what the Fangio guys do. That's exceptional. They game plan. Who's going to do that. Okay. So if this is Christian McCaffrey, healthy Christian McCaffrey playing running back, they're going to play traditional weak side cover three, what they call cover nine. And I don't, I, one of the things that I can't, the terms it gets cloudy on some of this stuff. So I'm going to explain this on the basic level. Meaning if the back swings, the safety takes it. And then this guy is the weak hook defender. Meaning if it's trips, he's going to take three vertical. If y'all remember the play that Devonte Smith scored in the national championship game where he ran by tough Borland's ass. That's the picture of perfection on that play. Okay. The hard part about playing weak side rotation cover three is a linebacker has to take a third receiver who's usually faster and more athletic than them on these benders because the safety's occupied. Now, that's why Bobby Wagner made $9 million a year for so long because yeah, he was very good at it. Now, here's the, here's the beauty of it. If this is some fat-ass running back that's in there to block or he doesn't release or the scheme, maybe it's Jacobson. He's really good, really athletic but they don't release him. They will tell the safety, listen, you usually have this guy if he goes out, right? But he ain't going out. So the backer will take him and you will play the bender of three. That's how, so it looks like six, some people call it six buzz. Buzz rotation usually means the safety is inserting inside of a, of a guy who's going to play the flat. The mind blowing part is coming up right here. Okay. Easy money. You got him, like, if this guy is just never going to go out or he if he goes out, like, especially if this is Roquan, like, he can cover this easily. Because a lot of times people say, why does Roquan play the wheel linebacker? Why isn't he the Mike linebacker? This is why. Because the stress of the defense is taking three on a bender. Okay? Now, here's the money part. I believe they call this key. Bama calls it sight. If it's a guy who is either really good but doesn't go out all the time, Really, that's when you want to use this is, hey, if this guy swings, listen, we got to we got to have a safety on it, but he doesn't go out all the time. So let's not waste it. They read it. So if he flares. I'm going to take this and I'm going to take three on the bender and we're going to play traditional cover three like everybody else has ever played in the history of football. But if he either blocks or he runs an option route or something where he comes up and inside. This guy will take three on the bender, and the backer will own it. So it's almost like a combo, like like a banjo. Like if he goes out, I go out, and if he stays in, you got you know what I mean. Like that sort of a read between the safety and the linebacker. Yes, but it's really hard because it's not like you have two guys standing together. You yeah. have I'm taking this guy, or I'm taking the guy on the other side. Right. Yeah. They build it in, and they game plan how they're going to play it each week. And what it does is it takes one of the huge weaknesses of cover three, and it it, it spins it on his head. So to kind of summarize it a little bit there, 
In a traditional cover three, right, the concern, and we saw this under Chuck Pagano a few times in this Bears defense, is that when they put three wide receivers to one side, you'll typically have two cornerbacks over there with your nickel cornerback in that spot, but then the third receiver tends to be covered by a linebacker who's going to be the next closest defender there. And so then if that third receiver ends up going like vertical or on across the middle of the field, like a bender was the word that Coach Vass was using to describe like a, a crossing route, typically a deeper crossing route, that can be very hard for a linebacker to be able to trail and cover that all the way across the field, especially against a wide receiver. Think Devontae Adams a couple years ago versus Danny Trevathan was not a plus matchup for the Bears. And so what this Fangio cover nine read does is when that safety comes down away from the trip side of the field, he can then have a read with the linebacker to decide, okay, who's going to take that number three receiver and who's going to take that running back depending on what types of routes they run. So the running bear, so the linebacker and the safety both have to read the route of the running back, and based on the running back's route, then that will decide who's going to play where in the zone and who's going to then cover which receiver. And so you can then sort of play based on those rules so you're not going to always get stuck with either a running back who's too fast for a linebacker swinging out into the flat if it's not Roquan Smith and if it's a better running back in the backfield or you know, depending on the matchups there, or if it's a better slot receiver and you want to make sure that you're getting that safety to, to help pick that up on the backside, it's an adjustment they make on the fly. But it's not man coverage. So, you know, if, the, if you make that call and the wide receiver doesn't go vertical and he goes in the flat, well, then the linebacker is still going to be responsible for that flat because that's his zone, and the safety is going to still fill in under the middle. So it's not a universal rule of, like, who's going to cover which receiver in man coverage. No, it's here's what zones I'm going to sit in, but then if they run specific routes against those zones, then we're going to switch which zone responsibilities we have. So it's complicated, and it requires in-depth knowledge of the scheme and smart football players in Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson to know those roles and to be able to make those adjustments in-game after the snap based on which personnel and which routes and which formations they're facing. So it's it's incredibly complicated, but it solves one of those weaknesses against cover three, and it's why it was so mind-blowing and why it's so innovative for how you can adjust a scheme like that. Because like Coach Vass said in another part of our conversation, it's like Vic Fangio never really runs a traditional cover three. You don't see a regular playing up straight up cover three without any of these sort of pattern matching adjustments from Fangio. And that's, again, part of why it's the popular forefront of defensive innovation right now. So that's cover nine. And again, if you want to see some visuals to go with that, you got to go check out Coach Vass football on YouTube. The video is called The Bears Defense versus the Raiders with Lauren Cox and Robert Schmitz because he'll, he'll break down a couple of plays and he goes and finds actually some from the 2018 Bears defense too. So you can see it now versus then and how it hasn't really changed much from a play calling standpoint, even with a couple of different players involved in the coverages. Definitely encourage the, the visual learners to go check that out. But I want to then also get into cover eight, a little different than cover nine. And it's a very different formation, different responsibilities and rules, but again, similar level of this sort of innovation from the Sean Desai Vic Fangio defense next on Locked On Bears. When our friends at Built Bar put out a limited edition flavor, you gotta snatch them up quickly because they're always delicious, they're always extraordinary above and beyond, and they always sell quickly. Right now at BuiltBar.com, they have Rocky Road Protein Bars, that's right, with chocolate, almonds, and marshmallows all in a delicious Built Bar. But like all Built Bar flavors, they're soft, easy to chew, covered in 100% 
real chocolate, but yet all of the nutrients of a protein bar. The the Rocky Road flavor has 17 grams of protein and only 6 grams of sugar, only 150 calories. You cannot find this combination of flavor and taste. I mean, it tastes like a candy bar. It's a Rocky Road candy bar with low sugar, low calories, and high protein. doesn't have any of that chalky taste that other protein bar brands have. Built Bars really are as good as they sound. you got to try them for yourself. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Enter our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So we learned about cover nine, which is really a variation of cover three with some specific Fangio spice mixed in there. Now let's move to cover eight, which is a similar kind of thing, more of like a cover six, but again with some Fangio adjustments built in. So a traditional cover six has one half of the field playing cover two and the other half of the field playing cover four, like a deep quarters coverage. And it gives the quarterback different things to look at on both sides of the ball. Still gives you a deep, two deep safety shell and gives you some real protection over the top. But has an extra defender underneath as opposed to like a true cover four. Because you're still only putting three defenders on the backside. But they're spread out more in a, a two deep type cover two slash cover four look. So it's the same style, but... With Fangio's cover eight, they put some man coverage adjustments into it. So it's like half zone, half man, depending on what routes the offense are going to run. And so this is the same sort of idea of these pattern match zone coverages. And in the particular play that Coach Vass is going to talk about, the Raiders have three wide receivers bunched up on the right side, and they're going to basically run like a four verticals out of that formation with a running back staying into pass block. The Bears showing two linebackers in the double A gap looks like like Mike Zimmer's Vikings defense where both the linebackers are right over the center and they have two pass rushers to either side of them. The linebackers are going to bail out of it, but because it's verticals, Roquan Smith would normally have to take one of those verticals as sort of the innermost zone linebacker, but then you have the safety on the backside again, reading things, and, and I'll have Coach Vass explain again, but it's a, a similar idea to some of the things we talked about with cover nine in terms of reading between that safety and that linebacker, but it's a different base coverage on the back end, and it's not so much based on what the running back is going to do. So the first concept is cover eight. It is actually a bunch concept. So for every defense has a bunch check built in, Okay. The Raiders have gotten on the Sean McVay train and everything is freaking condensed. So let's get into this. So cover eight is half quarter quarter. Most of the time for you football aficionados, the backside is poached just like quarters. So basically the, the hardest thing to do in trips is to play, you know, three verticals, right? With, with one guy. I mean, just math, take three guys over one. Now here's why cover eight is great. Cover eight's great because you're now bunching everybody up. So you don't need to really worry about that as much, right? Because everybody they've done their job. They've put everybody together. So that is the the trick with being able to play eight. Now, the way that eight is usually played, it is not a zone concept, meaning if two goes vertical. So let's say these guys are spaced out, okay? And because you have the backside guy poaching, meaning Eddie Jackson, who I, I know that guy. I watched a lot of Bama film. He's going to take three vertical, which now the safety to that side can just play over one and two because he knows he has help on the backside. Now, Bama does some different things where they check it 
Bama has, and I always go back to Bama because one, I know their defense a lot, and two, it's the most complex defense in football. Um, but I'll, I'll reference them a lot. So usually when they're spread out, okay, okay. So you got three by one. I'm just drawing the receivers. Let's say the back stays in. He's up here blocking because they're showing a double A gap. Look, the corner will carry one deep. The nickel will be inside out on two. He will carry the vert all the way down the field. Now, at some point, he may turn back around, but basically, I'm walling off anything from two from coming inside. So in cover three, you're trying to push guys in the seam. In cover two, which is basically what cover eight is, it's cover two, the strong side, you're trying to push guys out of the seam. So they want to force these guys out. The corner wants to funnel the outside receiver in. The nickel wants to funnel the inside piece out to make this guy's job easier. He doesn't have to defend half the field, okay? Eddie's poaching three, so he's not really worried about three unless three runs a corner route, okay? The backer that's dropping out here will wall three, but you're not even really – he's not really even walling three because he knows Eddie's going to pick him up and they're playing quarters on the backside, so he's going to sit flat-footed. So he's real worried – he's more worried about stuff coming inside. Now, Sean, this was actually kind of interesting. First third down, he gets in a dime. He brings in 36. Who's 36 again? Houston Carson. Third safety. Yeah. So they play dime with him. He comes in, and I know he's little, but he comes in and he they bring him in. So this is the Mike Zimmer stuff. That's what I call it. You're in double threes. Backers mugged in the A's with the weak safety down. Now, most teams can't do this because most teams don't have Harrison Smith, a guy who's heady and athletic. Eddie Jackson's both of those things. So they show him down. They show one high. So Carr's thinking, all right, it's one high bunch. There's only so many things you can do to bunch in one high. You can lock and level, meaning I've got him, I've got him, I've got him, and then we get on different levels and we take it. That's obviously not a good look. You don't usually do that unless you're strong side rotating. Now you say, why? Well, that's because you don't want Roe covering Darren Waller. Okay? So that eliminates that as a check. So he's thinking it's got to be zone unless they spin this guy down late and bring Eddie back, but that's kind of difficult to do. So he's probably looking in his head and thinking, all right, what could this be? And this is standard Minnesota Vikings almost every third down. They decide to bring the guy up in the egg out to block one of the guys right before the snap. Now, Eddie can drop back because he's not playing a half. He's poaching Waller coming across. And he can play it because he's got to come to him, right? Because when you run four verticals out of a bunch, which is not a very good concept, to be honest, they got to spread out. Otherwise, one guy can cover two. So people think that verticals come open deep. They actually come open horizontally, okay? Because otherwise, if they just ram straight ahead, that makes this guy's life easy. So he's going to play over the top. The corner's going to funnel one inside. The nickel's going to stay inside of two. Rowe's going to drop out and stay inside of three. Eddie's poaching three from the backfield, which or from the backside, actually the front side, meaning if three goes vertical, I'm going to take him. Corners and man-to-man back over here. So the rules for bunch are the corner is going to look for the smash. So he's going to he's going to play the hitch and sink off of the corner route because when the, here's here's the thought and we used to tell our high school kids this: when they get tight, we get wide. When they get wide, we get tight. Why? Because if they're coming down inside, they're trying to suck us in to get an edge on us. Ugly football plays happen outside and deep, and when they stretch us out real wide, they're trying to get us out there to run inside. So to summarize again. The cover eight is a, a check that the Bears build into their cover six coverage when an offense goes to a trips 
bunch formation when three wide receivers are all close together on the right side of the line of scrimmage. And so that even though it's going to be cover two to that side and cover four to the backside, the cover four on the backside becomes you have one receiver over there. So that cornerback just is going to play man to man on that wide receiver. And then it leaves, in this case, Eddie Jackson as the safety on that cover four side on the backside. He can play more of this freelancing type role where he's going to he's gonna keep an eye on the third wide receiver in the bunch coming across the middle of the field, and he's going to poach. He's going to just pick that up when it comes across the field, and he's going to try and cut that off and maybe meet the quarterback in the ball there if the quarterback's not expecting Jackson to just be there and be a little bit more free and not in the coverage. So it's, it's, a lot, it's really impossible for the quarterback to get a feel for exactly what the coverage is based on what different players are showing because they're running different coverages across the field. And so then it just becomes sort of cover two to the to front side where the outside cornerback and the deep safety are trying to split that. And you're just trying to keep things condensed on that side, keep keep the players horizontally together so that the deep safety isn't getting split by multiple vertical receivers because you know Eddie Jackson is there to take the third one on anything coming in the inside. And so the linebacker then just has to be sort of there in the middle of the field to take anything else coming across the middle of the field and help the outside cornerback if he has to stay underneath on anything that stays underneath. But you still have the deep safety to take verticals on the outside too. So you're covered really on that cover two side. You're covered deep by the safety. You're covered underneath by the cornerback. You're covered middle of the field by the linebacker. And then you have Eddie Jackson there to pick up the third receiver anywhere that he's going to go. And then you just have man coverage on the other side of the field. So again, it covers all of your bases as a check against those bunch formations that would otherwise stress that cover two side of your cover six while leaving someone like someone on the backside in your cover four not doing anything because you would just have a, a single receiver to that side and, and no running back threat or no receiver threat over there so it, again it's it's the Fangio defense and by then extension Desai staying a step ahead and being able to put these calls and checks in to respond to different things a defense or excuse me an opposing offense might throw at you with with Gruden going to the more like condensed formations of tighter splits for these wide receivers and going to the different bunch sets and getting multiple tight ends involved Angio and Desai being able to respond in that way helps them stay a step ahead of opposing offenses. And that's what we talk about with some of the defensive innovation that we're seeing in coverage on the back end for these Bears coaching staffs. And now the sort of the continuation of that under Sean Desai. So it's, it's, it's very high level X's and O's football breakdown. And again, if you want to see it visually, the YouTube channel is Coach Vass Football. The video is called The Bears Defense versus the Raiders with Lauren Cox and Robert Schmitz. I want to thank Coach Vass a ton for not directly joining us on the podcast today, but for having me on for his video and for having us be able to share some of that in-depth knowledge with you here on the podcast is really phenomenal, phenomenal in-depth stuff. I hope I hope you learned something from it. I, I'm sure there's there's a lot to learn, and it, some of it can be a little bit over all of our heads. Some of it's a little bit over my head when we get in, into some of the terminology there real deep, but you hopefully can understand some of the general concepts here of just what the Bears defense has done and some of the checks they build in there that, I mean, and you can't get that just by watching the broadcast, and you can't even get that just by watching the All-22 film, but to have somebody like Coach Vass that knows the scheme and actually knows the coaches and the calls and the terminology it's just a, a super valuable resource that I'm glad we were able to take advantage of here. So uh, we'll get we'll get into some more specific like Bears Packers previews on tomorrow's podcast with Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers, and then on Friday we'll put together a game plan for the Bears to get a big divisional win on Sunday. So make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen every single day. We're here for you five days a week, free and available on all platforms, including our YouTube channel. Appreciate all the love we've been getting over there for the video form of the podcast, although this one not in video form. This one's an audio exclusive just for you guys, the podcast-only listeners, the ones that have been here for a lot longer than we've been on YouTube. Love to be able to... Still give you some love, of course, and of course, I mean, the podcast is always going to come first. The YouTube is a nice addition and adds a nice visual aspect to it as well, and I hope you'll continue to follow us on there and support us in everything that we're doing, and I hope then in exchange, listening to the podcast then should make it at least a little bit easier for you to bear down. <laughs>